Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council asked the United States Supreme Court to take our main health care workers case. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Holly, Liberty Council filed our final reply in respect to our request to the U.S. Supreme Court asking the high court to review the case involving our main health care workers. We represent more than 2,000 health care workers in the state of Maine against Governor Janet Mills other health officials, and other defendants that we filed suit in this particular case. That case ultimately has been uh, put on the docket for the Supreme Court to conference uh, once, and then they moved it to another date, and then they moved it again. So it's still being considered. I ask the people that are listening here to pray for this case mm -hmm. because a lot is riding on the line. Uh, this is a situation where Governor Janet Mills and the New York governor did something very similar to this, issued an order, and that order said that all the healthcare workers must get the COVID shots by a certain time and that the employers could not grant them religious exemptions, and if they did grant religious exemptions in accordance with federal law, for example— they would lose their business license. They would have to shut down and cease operations. And let's just say General Mills clearly thinks she can ignore the law. I mean, she tried to do that what, last year with the churches, and some of our same plaintiffs in the church case are now health care workers that have been kicked to the curb. She clearly thinks she's above the law. Yeah, she clearly thinks she is above the law. This particular case raises a unique component. And that is the Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution. The Supremacy Clause says that the supreme law of the land, of course, is the United States Constitution and also certain federal law that preempts state law. In this particular case, you have the free exercise uh, components that I just mentioned, but you also have federal Title VII employment law. That Title VII applies to all of our plaintiffs, all of these healthcare workers. And it says that you cannot be discriminated in the workplace on the basis of religion. And that's the federal law that gives you the right to be able to ask for a religious accommodation to a workplace requirement that conflicts with your sincerely held religious beliefs. And that's what we have here. Mm -hmm. So you cannot just tell those workers that you can't access federal law. And that's, in fact, what the governor has done. The governor has said to the employers, even those employers, for example, that want to grant religious exemptions to their employees that have sincere religious beliefs, they're prohibited from doing so because if they do, they lose their business license and they will have to shut down. You know, and then on the other hand, Governor Mills had to bring in the National Guard because she's got a shortage now with health care workers. It's like... Huh. Oh, I know. Surprise. It's like, uh, <laughs> duh, you knew yeah. that was going to happen. And uh, obviously the National Guard is like putting your finger in a bathtub trying to raise the water level. 
because they don't have the kind of doctors or nurses in terms of volume to be able to replace these people who are being booted out of the system. Now, we asked the U.S. Supreme Court for an emergency injunction pending appeal, which we should have obtained. Uh, We had three justices dissent from the denial of that request. Two justices, Barrett and Kavanaugh, they were the difference in us not getting this injunction. And they essentially agreed that we met all the legal requirements, but essentially decided they weren't going to grant the IPA, the injunction pending appeal, because it would short-circuit what's called the petition for cert process, the normal process to go through the whole review of the case. Well, now that's where we are. We have a final order from the court below. We have filed what's called a petition for certiori or a petition for cert, which essentially is a request for the Supreme Court to take the full case and review it. Mm -hmm. That's what's before the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court will conference on that. We need four justices to take a case. We obviously need a majority or five justices to win a case. So we know we have three that already want to uh, take the case, not only want to take the case, but three justices that have said that we were entitled to emergency relief when we filed it earlier. Right. And this is an opportunity for the Supreme Court to resolve some split decision in in some other courts. That's exactly right. Yeah. So... This case uh, affects, obviously, not just Maine, but New York did the same thing. Rhode Island did the same thing. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. all three states are now saying they need to call in the National Guard to replace the health care workers that have been pushed out. So here's here's the upside and downside. The downside is that the relief should have been immediate. We should have gotten that when we requested it in 2021. But we did not. The court... Uh, split six to three and decided not to give that relief, even though two uh, additional justices, I think, acknowledged that we met all the legal requirements. But as a result of not getting that immediate relief, Maine went ahead and forced these workers to leave. And so they created a health care shortage in Maine that already had a health care shortage. Maine already had, going back to 2019, a health care shortage before COVID. In fact, Back then, some articles in the media say that people were not able to get proper medical treatment because hospitals were understaffed. This was 2019. And so what hospitals did is they started to recruit people from out of state, giving them moving and signing bonuses to come to Maine, particularly in the rural areas of Maine. You may not think much of Maine if you don't know the demography there, but there are some places that are more rural. And therefore, those are more of the understaffed places. And so one of our clients moved in from another state, she and her husband. She's a nurse, and she took a position in Maine, received one of these signing and moving bonuses. And then that was in 2020. Then 2021, this mandate comes down, and she files for a religious exemption, And the employer can't give her the religious exemption even if it wants to because it would lose its business license. And so they terminate her. She then immediately applies to another facility. They need her, but they say we can't entertain a religious exemption because for the same reason we will lose our license to operate. So their hands are tied. 
Now the hospital that recruited her says you need to pay back the moving and signing bonus because you haven't been here for the requisite length of time. Well, that's because of your decision, or it should be the, more accurately Governor Mills' decision. So it's those kinds of things that are really problematic, and they're having to either leave Maine or go into different professions if they're going to stay true to their religious convictions. You know, Matt, back in October when we asked the Supreme Court for the emergency injunction, and which they denied, Justice Gorsuch dissented from that decision along with Thomas and Alito, and Gorsuch wrote, this case presents an important constitutional question, a serious error and an irreparable injury. While many other states have adopted religious exemptions, Maine has chartered a different course. There, healthcare workers who have served in the front line of a pandemic for the last 18 months are now being fired and their practices shuttered, all for adhering to their constitutionally protected religious beliefs. Their plight is worthy of our attention. So now we just pray that the rest of the justices will agree with him and see this important issue and agree to take our case. Yeah, so it will ultimately solve something more longer term. For short term, it's not going to help these individuals immediately. But I think winning this case ultimately will open up the opportunities for people to come back into that workplace and for this kind of abuse to stop because if Maine and New York and Rhode Island can get away with this kind of abuse, giving executive orders that say get the shot, and beyond that, you better not entertain a religious exemption request under Title VII or any other law, and including the Constitution, because this mandate applies not only to private but public. So if you're working at a state or federal facility in Maine, for example, this order says you can't use the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and you can't use the First Amendment Free Exercise Clause either. Obviously, there's a supremacy clause for a reason. A governor doesn't have the right to set aside the Constitution, and that's essentially what Governor Mills did. That's exactly what she did. And we have the privilege to defend our health care heroes. Pray for our case and for these workers. Uh, LC.org. That's LC.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.